Well, take your Bible. We're going to have a, a baptism today. Baptism. And, uh, and so I'm going, to talk, I'm going to teach to you today a little bit along the lines of some baptismal truths. How does that sound? 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16. Someone said to me, and, uh, and I agree, that this church is unique and that a strength of this church is on any given Sunday, you might have an evangelistic sermon. You might have what you're going to have today, a teaching sermon. You might have a preaching, teaching sermon. You just don't know what you're going to get here, but it's a smorgasbord of all of them. How many of you know you need the whole, you need the whole thing to make your diet good, right? If you go somewhere and every Sunday it's just teaching, you get to wanting the, an evangelistic thrust. And if you go somewhere and every Sunday it's a huckabuck and a shout, you'll be wanting somebody to teach you the word after a while. Amen. So you guys are blessed. You have, I think, uh, all of it going on, and, and, and uh, so you're blessed of God. 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16. Chapter 3 and verse 16 says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. You know what that means, inspiration of God? That means that that's the breath of God. That means that all the Scripture came when God just exhaled. Whew. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. It's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction. For instruction in righteousness, it's profitable for doctrine. We're going to talk about doctrine today, okay? We're going to talk about the doctrine of baptism. Baptism. Baptism, to be baptized means this, to be completely immersed. To be completely immersed. Now, there's a lot of confusion on the subject of baptisms in the body of Christ. And, and we're going to talk about that. There's a lot of different doctrines, and some of them are just straight up wrong. Uh, I, 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 uh, the, the, the word baptism means to be completely immersed, which is what we're going to do over here in a moment. We'll, we're going to put you under. But uh, I, I, I'll never forget, I, I was doing a wedding for a friend, and it was in a, a church, that went, a real, real churchy church, not just denomination. And I'd never seen this because I was raised in Pentecost, but they had a little thing, a little stand with a, an offering plate with some water in it. And I asked the lady that was directing the wedding there at the church, I said, what, what is this? And she said, oh, that's our baptismal. And I said, you going to baptize somebody in that? And she, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sincere. I had never seen it. I'm asking stupid. And she said, yes, sir. And I said, well, how are you going to get anybody in that thing? It's no bigger than an offering plate. And, and she took an offense, and she said, we don't submerge here. We sprinkle. Well, I'm glad when God saved me, he didn't sprinkle me with a little bit of the Holy Ghost. I'm glad I got submerged. I'm glad, I'm glad he put me all the way under the all the way under, all the way under. So, so, uh, so baptism, a lot of confusion let me show you. you. You can understand why there'd be some confusion. Because, for instance, watch this. Go to Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 2. Like I told you, you're going to class today. It's a lot of Scripture I'm going to throw at you today. Everybody say, I love my Bible. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 2 
Look at it. We'll, we'll start with verse 1, rather. Verse 1 says, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrines of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God. And watch this. And the doctrine of baptisms, plural. Baptisms, plural. But then, then you go over to Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 5, and the Bible seems to contradict itself. In Ephesians chapter 4, in verse 5, it says there's one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Hebrews just said baptisms, plural. In Ephesians says one baptism, singular. No wonder there's a lot of confusion on the subject of baptisms. Let me talk to you about baptisms just a minute. I'm setting you up, Jennifer, for your baptism. I'm setting up your baptism so everybody will kind of understand what's happening here today. Uh, let me explain this to you. Actually, as a Christian, there are really three main baptisms that we're, we're, we're experienced, three main baptisms that we experience. Listen to this. It's, it's a baptism in the body. It's a baptism into water. And it's a baptism in the Holy Ghost. I thought the Holy Ghost should get an amen from several of y'all. Yeah, yeah. So, singular and plural, but see, here's the thing. Your Bible never contradicts itself. This Bible, let me tell you this, this Bible is not confused about anything. If, if there's something that doesn't make sense to you, it's because you don't understand it. But this, this, Bible, this Bible is not confused about anything it says. So, so watch this. There's three baptisms. You can be baptized into the body of Christ. You can be baptized in water. And you can be baptized into the Holy Ghost. Now, let me, let me, let me, let me listen to this. This is the principle that will help clear the air. Let me, if you get this, you'll get what I'm teaching you today. Okay, listen to this principle. When you're talking about baptisms, notice, notice something. Notice the element that you're being baptized into. And notice the agent that's doing the baptism. And I'm going to explain that to you. Notice the element that you're baptized into. And notice the agent doing the baptizing. And that will clear all the air. Uh, it's to put it simple, what am I being baptized in? Water or motor oil? And, and, and who's baptizing me? The pastor or the mechanic? You know. Watch this. Matthew chapter 3. Matthew chapter 3 and verse 11. I say it again. I love my Bible. Matthew chapter 3 and verse 11. Watch the scripture. Matthew 3 and 11. John says, I indeed baptize you with water. Now, now, remember this principle of baptism. What is the element I'm baptized into? And who is the agent baptizing me? Watch now. John said, I baptize you with water unto repentance. <clears throat> but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you 
with the Holy Ghost and fire. Now, John said, I'm going to baptize you in water. Jesus is going to baptize you in the Holy Ghost. Now, <clears throat> is, a, is that pool of water right there? Is that the Holy Ghost? No, that's a pool of water, right? When Jesus baptizes you into the Holy Ghost, John baptizes you in water. Is Jesus John or is John Jesus? Is, is everybody with me? Y'all still with me? Yeah. No, 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 no. So you apply the principle of baptism. John baptizes into the water. Jesus baptizes into the Holy Ghost. Now, remember, three baptisms, and here's where some confusion starts that I'm going to speak to. A lot of folks, <clears throat> a lot of folks think that baptism in the Spirit and baptism into the body of Christ are the same thing. They think that to say that I was baptized into the body means that I was baptized into the Spirit. And there are two different things. And some of y'all has never heard that, but some of you that's come from different backgrounds, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Now watch this. Let's talk about these three baptisms in particular. Can we do that for a few minutes? The first baptism that you will experience and the most important baptism that you will experience is to be baptized into the body of Christ. Because that's when you get saved. You're baptized. When you get born again, you're baptized into the body of Christ. Let me show you what I'm talking about. 1 Corinthians. Say it again. I love my Bible. I love my Bible so much. It's the formata of God. I love my Bible. My friend over there said he'd fall out on the floor if I said that word. So, 1 Corinthians the spermata of God in James is the seed of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 has nothing to do with what I'm teaching either. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and look at this, 12 and verses uh, 12 through 13. <clears throat> look what it says. It says, uh, for as the, for, thank you, Donnie, for as one body, thank you, sir, for as one, for as the body is one, for as the body is one, so also is Christ. Now look at verse 13. For, look careful. <clears throat> For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. The body is Christ. So by one spirit we're baptized into Christ. Whether we be Jew, Gentile, whether we be bond or free. Watch. Now look again. For the body, verse 12, as the body is one, it ends with, so also is Christ. For by one spirit are we baptized into the body. Now, now let me ask you a question. Notice the principle. <clears throat> what was the element you were baptized into here? The body. Who baptized you into the body of Christ? The spirit. That's what it says, right? For by one spirit you're baptized into the body. So by one spirit, you could say the Holy Ghost baptized you into the body. Now, if you go back over to you know, in Ephesians 4, it says <clears throat> there's one Lord, one body, one faith, one baptism. That clears the air because we're talking about 
one faith, one body, one baptism. There's one baptism into the body of Christ. That's not saying there's not more than one baptism. Actually, if you run through the New Testament, you can find seven different baptisms. There's the baptism into the suffering of Christ. Uh, there, there's baptism under the cloud. There's a baptism through the Red Sea. You can find several baptisms, but he's saying one body, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. So that one baptism is this baptism that the Spirit baptized you into the body. Everybody's had that experience. Raise your hand. If you're born again, you've had that experience. Now, uh, Galatians chapter 3, watch this. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 25, we're talking about baptisms. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 25 and 26. 25 says, but after that faith has come, we're talking about after you get saved, after faith has come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster. For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Now look here. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ, you were baptized, the substance you're baptized into is Christ, the body of Christ. As many as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. For there is no difference, do you agree? If you've been baptized into Christ, you have put on Christ. Now watch. When you get saved, when you're baptized into Christ, there should be a change in you. That there should be a change in you. Now, I'm going to show you some scriptures here. Romans chapter 6. I wonder if that chair will hold a bottle of water. Look at there. Now, I'll forget about it, sit on it in a minute, and baptize myself. <clears throat> Romans chapter 6. I came in a moment ago, and it was it was dark, and I... Walked across the front, and one of you ladies, I thought you were Jennifer, and I hugged you and spoke to you. Who was it I hugged? You, and I thought you were Jennifer. And it, I, I bet you thought, what in the world is he hugging me like? Because Jennifer is one of my little girls that grew up in my house. Romans chapter 6. Now watch this. 6 and let's go to verse 3. There should be a change. Know you not that so many of us as were baptized, we're talking about baptism, into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. Now watch. Therefore we're buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father. Even so, even so what? By the glory. Even so, by glory, we also should walk in a newness of life. If you're baptized into Christ and he's raised you up by his glory, there should be a newness of life that you're walking in. Now, 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 now listen, let me tell you what that means. Newness of life in the Greek simply means just, I went back and studied it out. Newness of life, life means there should be a newness of life. It means there should be nothing similar to your past. Did, did everybody hear what I said? 
when you're baptized into Christ, when you're born again, when you're saved, there should be a life that you're living by the glory of God that is in no way similar to the life that you live. Take it a little bit further. He says, there's nothing similar to, here it goes. In the Greek, it also means there is a completely new experience. And, the, and I like this one. There's, your life is qualitatively, qualitatively, Lord, I'm not saying that right. Qualitatively. The quality of your life. <laughs> <laughs> The quality of your life is different. Aren't you glad that when you got saved that all of a sudden you became a new creature in Christ Jesus and old things passed away and all things became new and you found that you were living a different quality of life? You wasn't surviving off of the same old garbage and the same old trash and you had a brand new experience. Everything was new and all things, old things had passed away and all things are new and all things are of God. Aren't you glad when you got saved, all of a sudden you wanted started wanting to renew your mind and you got your mind off of that filth and you got your mind off of the garbage that the world was feeding you, and you just started wanting to get into the Word of God, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Aren't you glad that you can just sit down with your Bible and say, I'm not who I used to be. I am a new creature. I'm not where I'm going to yet, but I've come a long way from where I started from. I'm baptized into Christ, and I'm walking in a newness of life. A newness. I knew, listen, I knew some of y'all before you were saved. You were terrible. <laughs> and today you're walking in a newness. Some of y'all before you were saved, I would, I would have my eye on you if I was around you. Yes, sir. Donnie especially. I, I Donnie's the kind of old boy, if you was out in the bar drinking and he was there, you'd keep your eye on him and stay out of his way. Yeah, yeah. Some of y'all never been there, have you? Yeah, I have. I've been there. When you go into the bar, you want to make sure you want to know who you don't want to mess with. You get old big boy like Chris Johnson, you don't want to mess with him. You just leave him alone. You... <laughs> so, uh, a newness of life. There's a baptism into Christ. Now watch this. Watch the principle of baptism. Let's talk about it. The Holy Spirit, and I'm making these points for a reason, and you'll see in a minute. The Holy Spirit baptizes you into Jesus. But I'm going to show you in a little while, Jesus baptizes you in the Holy Spirit. And they're not the same baptism. Watch this now. The Holy Spirit baptized you into Jesus. The substance you're baptized into was Jesus. The agent that baptized you was the Holy Spirit. Then, and it don't necessarily have to be in this order. It can be baptism or water first next. But, but I got here water baptism. You're baptized into the body. You should be baptized in water. I'm glad you girls are doing what you're doing today. Water baptism. Let me talk to you about water baptism. Water baptism does not save you. You're not saved because when you was a baby, they baptized you in somebody's church. 
I, I mean, I, when I was out in the world, I've been drinking liquor with people that thought they were saved because they were baptized when they were two months old. They were sprinkled when they were two months old. Let me tell you something. You can't, a, a two-month-old baby, uh-uh. You got, you got to be able to, uh, to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. You, uh, my, my little, hold my little granddaughter up back there, Maggie. Hold that baby up. Look, isn't that the prettiest? Stand her up and hold her up. Isn't that the prettiest little baby you ever seen? That's number, listen, that's number eight for Donna and I. And I'm a grandpa and I'm bragging. But okay, let me tell you something. Do you think that she has the understanding to accept Jesus? No, she's, she's covered. She's, at the, you know, she's not past the age of accountability. You can't, you can't say, I baptize, you know, like I'm talking about people I used to know, all their faith and all their confidence is they baptized me in the church when I was two months old. You've been living like a devil, and you're sitting here drinking liquor with me, and you're telling me you saved. Hmm? Baptism into the body and baptism into water. Watch this. Water doesn't save you. The only baptism that saves you is the baptism into the body of Christ. Now, now watch now. Baptism doesn't wash your sins away. The only thing that washes your sins away is the blood of Jesus. You say it again. The precious blood of Jesus is what washes your sin away. The blood of Jesus. You got to. You, if I write unto you that you sin not, but if you sin, we have an advocate with the Father, and His blood cleanses us from all sin. Let me say it again. His blood, not water baptism. His blood cleanses us from all sin. It's the blood of Jesus that cleanses. But you know, think about it. Christ, who knew no sin, was baptized. He, he didn't have any sins to be washed off of him. He, he, he knew no sin, but he went through the sacrament of baptism, and I'm going to show you why in a moment, uh, at least 15 times. You hear what I'm saying? I counted at least 15 times in the New Testament. Christ forgave people and told them that their sins had been forgiven, and they never was baptized that we see maybe there was later but at that point they wasn't baptized 15 times he said your sins are forgiven you and they never was baptized watch now some people i'm telling you people get all messed up on baptism are y'all bored are y'all okay everybody's okay okay watch now some people actually believe that you have to be baptized to be saved you ever met anybody like that? Did you got if you're not baptized, you're not saved. Water back your hands going up. Yeah, you're not water baptized. And and they'll come off a of scripture like Mark sixteen sixteen. Watch Mark sixteen sixteen. But you know you have to rightly divide the word of God. And and it has to be established in the mouth of two or three witnesses. You you can't take one verse of scripture and build a doctrine on it. But watch now. Mark 16 and 16, it says this. He says, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Ooh, Brother Steve, it says there that you have to be baptized. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Well, I don't know what we're going to do with that thief that was on the cross that Jesus said to him, Today you're going to be with me in paradise. 
I don't know what we're going to do with the scripture that says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now, I'm not, I'm not belittling baptism because I believe in baptism, but let me tell you something. If, I'm, if I've just had a car wreck and I'm dying and my life's blood's coming out of me and, and whosoever believes on the Lord shall be saved, I can't stop. I can't say, wait, everybody stop. I know I'm laying here in the street dying and I'm going to be bled to death in two minutes, but could somebody go get a preacher to baptize me right quick because I want to be saved. Did y'all hear what I said? No, it don't work that way. It's, if you believe on Jesus, whosoever shall call upon him shall be saved. Who's, and if you're a heathen in here, don't you hang on to that and say, well, I'll just wait till I'm in that condition. You might not have the chance to call on him. Amen. <laughs> but watch this. Yeah, Mark 16 says if you believe and you're baptized, you're saved. But watch this. Go me over into Acts chapter 10. Don't y'all look at me like you're bored because I think you don't love your word. And if I think you don't love your word, I'm wondering about if you're saved. Acts chapter 10. Now watch now. And let's look at verse 43. Peter's talking to the Gentiles, right? God has sent him to the Gentiles. And in verse 43, he's talking. He says, to him, give all the prophets witness. Talking about Jesus. To Jesus, give the prophets witness. That through his name, whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sins. Well, look here carefully. While Peter yet spake these words, y'all go with me now, the Holy Ghost fell on all of them which heard the word. And they of the circumcision which believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out. The gift of the Holy Ghost. How did they know they had got the gift of the Holy Ghost? For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Now, l listen. These Gentiles had just heard Peter's preaching the kingdom of God. And he was preaching Jesus to them. And they believed on Jesus and the Holy Ghost fell on them. And they got baptized in the Holy Ghost and they were speaking in other tongues. Were they saved? Were they not saved? Of course they were. Then look at the next verse. <clears throat> then answered Peter, Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? Hey, here's some folks that believed on Jesus and were baptized in the Holy Ghost and speaking in other tongues ever before they got in a water baptismal. Baptism doesn't save you. Baptism doesn't fill you with the Holy Ghost. I'm going to show you the purpose of baptism in just a moment. I'm going to show you why I think we should be baptized. I'm not suggesting that it's unimportant. Because watch this. Here's why I think you should be baptized. In 1 Peter, go with me over to 1 Peter. For you Bible scholars, that's right before 2 Peter. <laughs> First Peter chapter 3 and verse 21. You ready? First Peter 3 and 21. says, The like figure whereunto even baptism, 
doth also now save us, not the putting away of the filth of the flesh. Watch now. Look carefully. What's baptism about? But the answer of a good conscience toward God. We're saved again by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Here, here, here's, here's, why, here's why we get baptized. It's the answer of a good conscience toward God. What you're saying is just as Christ died to his flesh and was buried and resurrected in a newness of life. I've, girls, you're saying I've died to my flesh. And just as Christ went under, I'm going under and I'm coming up and I'm going to live in a newness of life. A newness of life. I'm, I've got a, a good conscience toward God. I, I like how Paul said it in the book of Acts. Paul said, I have lived unto this day in, a, in all good conscience toward God and toward man. How many of you can say that your conscience is clean toward God and toward every man? Well, that's a big step right there, isn't it? Maybe I should preach on a conscience one Sunday. Because if, if I start preaching on a conscience, every one of you's got one, and every one of you's conscience will start talking to you too when I start that. Yeah. Outward show of an inward glow. An outward show of an inward glow. The answer of a good conscience. That's what water baptism is all about. You come up out of that water, you can raise your hands and say, I am clean before God. My sins are forgiven. I've got a good conscience as far as I know. I'm right with my God. And I'm, yeah. Mark 1 and 8. And I'm, I'm going to talk to some of you non-Pentecostals here in a minute. Mark 1 and 8. If you attend here regularly, I'm not talking about a guest, but any guest that's here today or any time, but if you attend here regularly and you are a non-Pentecostal, I don't know how you stand to hang around here. <laughs> Mark chapter 1 and verse 8. Watch it. it. says something that we heard earlier. It says, Mark 1 and 8 says, John again says, I indeed have baptized you with water. John was the baptizer. The water was the substance he's baptizing. And I have baptized you with water. But he, talking about Jesus, will baptize you with the Holy Ghost. Notice now, notice the element and notice the agent. The element we're talking about now is the Holy Ghost. And the agent baptizing us is Jesus. Earlier, the Holy Ghost baptizes in Jesus. Now Jesus is going to baptize us in the Holy Ghost. Now, there's a lot of confusion. A lot of folks think that when you get baptized into the body, when you get saved, that's being baptized in the Spirit because the Spirit of God comes to live in you and you're baptized in the Spirit. N no. Some of y'all right now are thinking I you disagree you disagreeing with me, but I'm going to show you in the scripture here what I'm talking about here. Watch now. Non-Pentecostals will say this. They'll say at the baptism with the Holy Ghost. They'll tell you this. I got baptized in the Holy Ghost when I got saved. Because I the Spirit baptized me into the body. So I got baptized in the Holy Ghost when I got saved. I've had tons of people tell me that. I'm 
I'm baptized. The Spirit baptized me into the body. I got baptized in the Holy Ghost. No, you got baptized into the body. You didn't get baptized in the Holy Ghost. Uh, now, 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 let me say this. <clears throat> and I don't mean to confuse you, but when you got saved, you got the Holy Ghost right then. Romans chapter 8, watch this. You, I mean, how are you going to tell me you, you don't, you saved and, and you don't have the Holy Ghost? Romans chapter 8 and verse 9. Look at it carefully. Romans chapter 8 and verse 9. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so be that the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now watch now. If any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. If any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Now I'm really going to teach you some, some, some doctrine here that gets kind of deep. But here, here's the thing I want you to know. You, 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 you don't need to be telling some, you Pentecostals, you don't need to be telling Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterians, and all them people. And I've heard Pentecostals do this, and it's wrong. You don't need to be telling somebody that's born again. You don't have the Holy Ghost. Because in our mindset, we're talking about you don't have the Holy Ghost unless you're up here speaking in tongues, jerking on one leg and all that. No, no. You, somebody that's born again knows that the Holy Ghost is living in them. Because his spirit bears witness with our spirit. You cannot be born again except the Holy Spirit comes on the inside of you to live in you. If you have not the spirit of Christ, you're none of his. But don't confuse that with being baptized in the Holy Ghost. Everybody okay? You were, you were baptized into the body and the Holy Ghost came to live in you. And, and let me take this a little different. Go with me over to Second Corinthians. I want to show you how this how this plays out. And, and when I say, you say, "Well, you're confusing me. You're telling me I got the Holy Ghost, but I don't have the Holy Ghost." But I, I'm going I'm going to make it real simple to understand here. Second Corinthians, chapter one. Second Corinthians, chapter one, and verse twenty-one. Everybody with me? Verse twenty-one. Now, everybody okay? I like to see you looking at your Bibles. Everybody looking. Everybody's okay. Watch. Now, he who establishes us with you in Christ and that anointed us is God. Now, here we go. Who also has sealed us. Are, are we talking about when we get saved right here? Of course we are. He establishes us. And he sealed us. Watch now. And hath given the earnest of the Spirit in our hearts. Hold up, man. When you get saved, I'm going to show you also in another scripture because I believe in the mouth of two or three witnesses. When you get saved, you received the you received the Spirit, but you wasn't baptized in the Spirit. You received the earnest of the Spirit. Now, 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 go with me over to Ephesians. We'll read it that way again. Ephesians chapter 1. Watch this. Ephesians chapter 1. And look at verse 13 this time. Watch, watch the process of salvation play out, okay? Think with me just a minute now and watch the process of salvation play out. In whom also you trusted, the word is hope there in, in the Greek, in whom also you hoped after you heard the word of truth. Now, now, faith gives substance to things hoped for 
and you're saved by faith. It says, in whom you hoped after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. After you hoped, what happened? After that, you believed. After you believed, here we go, you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest. Wait a sealed with the Holy Spirit, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession. The, 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 the earnest of our inheritance. Now watch this. The word earnest means this. Listen to me. When, when you got saved, sure the Holy Spirit came in you. What measure did you receive? Because the Bible says that Christ received the Spirit without measure. He was without measure, but you got a measure when you got saved. The measure you got was the earnest of the Spirit. The word earnest means a deposit guarantee in what is to come. The word earnest means a down payment on the fullness to subsequently follow. A down payment on the fullness to subsequently follow. Now, if I say in Ephesians here, when you believed, you were sealed with the earnest of the Spirit. When you believed, you were filled with the earnest of the Spirit. When, I, when you believed, you had a deposit guaranteeing the rest of what was to come. But then if I go over to Acts chapter 2, and the Bible says, and they were all filled, which means full to overflowing. They were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in other tongues. That's two different experiences. I don't know about you, but when I got, I, 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 you know, I've always been, uh, my personality is I'll overdo it. I mean, if you, if you, uh, uh, if you give me, a, if, if I have a surgery and you give me a bottle of pain pills, I have to give them to my wife because I'm crazy. I take them all at once. I just overdo it. Uh, when I was out in the world drinking, it wasn't, it wasn't no drink. It was g drunk. <laughs> and so when, and so we should be like this when when we get saved and we got a deposit that's guaranteeing the rest of what is to come we should that deposit should make us so hungry and so thirsty for what is the rest to come that we all you know those that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled we ought to be we ought to be so hungry for more of god if we're not baptized in the holy ghost we should be so hungry to get baptized in the holy i, I remember when i first got saved i wanted the baptism in the holy ghost so bad i wanted it so bad and i was believing god and i was believing god but i i was raised in a pentecostal family i mean i'm fifth generation and 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 i, I, I growing up i seen the power of god i mean i see the power of god I just smack people across pews, and I, I remember services where uh, uh, one service in particular. I remember a little old boy about 14, 15 years old. The Holy Ghost laid him in the spirit, and he laid up there for about an hour. And it took six, about five or six men. He was as stiff as a board, shaking and speaking in tongues, and he never woke up. And, and service was over, and we was wanting to go home, so we just picked him up, took him out, put him in the back of his daddy's pickup truck. He's he's laying in the back of the pickup truck. And drove on home like that. <laughs> and that sounds crazy to some of y'all, I know, but uh, some of you understand what I'm talking about, don't you? But when I got saved, I wanted the baptism in the Holy Ghost. 
I, I was raised around a family on Sunday afternoons when all the uncles and cousins would come to my grandmother's and she'd cook a big southern, a big southern fried chicken and country ham and red-eyed gravy. How many of y'all know what red-eyed gravy is? Really good, God. And a big old cat head biscuit to go in. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and oh, Lord, and butter beans and fresh corn. Oh, Jesus. Talk to me and fried chicken and cherry pie and banana pudding. Woo! We're going to close the service. It's time to go. I'm ready to go eat. <laughs> but I had seen, after we'd eat, everybody be on Grandma's front porch. They'd talk about God. And it was nothing unusual. For I, could, I, I was a kid, but I could feel it building. I could feel it build. I remember one Sunday in particular, I was a kid, I had a hammer and some nails, and I was sitting right by the front porch, and I was driving them nails into the dirt, you know, just driving them into the dirt, because my uncle was a carpenter, and I was just playing like I was a carpenter, driving them nails into the dirt, and they got to talking about God, and I heard my grandmother, she got that old Church of God, some of y'all know what I'm talking about, the old Church of God women, they go, Who's ever heard them do that stuff when they get the Holy Ghost on? And yeah, yeah some of y'all have. And, and I heard her get stirred up, and, and one of her brothers was there, and he got stirred up. And I'm in the, I'm in the dirt doing this, and all of a sudden, uh, I'm going to say this name, and, and a handful of y'all will remember it. My uncle, Bill Seymour. How many of y'all remember Bill Seymour? Right? Yeah, these hands here. All of a sudden, he fell out in the spirit and fell right by my nail in the dirt. I mean, it's the Holy Ghost all over him. I just picked my nail up, went over a little bit further, started nailing in the dirt again. Because <laughs> I'm a kid. I'm too young to get involved. But I wanted the Holy Ghost when I got saved. And in my mind, I had seen it in that way, powerful, powerful. It's blowing up on people, working on people. And, I, and, I, and I'm, I'm saying this to help somebody today. And, and, and so I, I'm, I'm saying to God when I'm seeking the baptism of the Holy Ghost, Lord, I want the real thing. I, I, I want the power. I want, I want it like that. Two years I sought the Holy Ghost and couldn't receive him. For two years I sought the Holy Ghost and couldn't receive him. Because I was, I was waiting on that power. I was waiting on a bolt of lightning to hit me. I was waiting on to wake up in the floor speaking in tongues or something like I had seen all my life. But you know, God does different people different ways. And I was in my pastor's church, and a message in tongues came out. <clears throat> and and uh, I think the message in tongues came out through my daddy. And then uh, it was interpreted by somebody there. And the, and the message says, you're seeking my gift but I've already given it to you. Why don't you just receive it? Some of y'all seeking the baptism of the Holy Ghost, this will help you. He said, I've already given it to you. Why don't you just receive it? And in my mind, all of a sudden, I thought about Acts 2 and 4. Listen to me where it says, And they spoke with tongues as the Spirit of God gave the utterance. And see, I, I, the whole time I've been saying, I'm talking about the baptism in the Holy Spirit now. I, I've, been, I've been saying, Lord, I, I want the real thing. I, I don't want, you know. I, but, but Jesus plainly said, if your son asks for, uh, if he asks for an egg, will you give him a serpent? Or if, you, if he asks for bread, will you give him a stone? He wasn't going to give me something fake. 
And then I understood that I understood that, that God wasn't going to take my mouth and start talking out of it. Everybody okay? I understood that, listen to what I'm saying, they spoke with tongues. The Spirit gave the utterance. To be, all of a sudden that night I understood to be baptized in the Holy Ghost, all God was going to do was give me an utterance. Well, for two years I'd been standing around asking God, give me this gift, give me this gift. And on the inside I could hear that utterance, but I never had opened my mouth and spoke it. And so I got up and came down front, and I remember coming down to the front of the church over there. I, I said, Lord, you've already given the gift. I will receive it. And when I got down front, I heard a little utterance. And I said, this is it, Lord. I'm jumping in the water, sink, swim, or die. And I opened my mouth, and bam, out came the Holy Ghost. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? People say, oh, well, this is a gift. You, you know, you're not supposed to ask for a gift. How much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? Hmm. Okay. Now watch, let me finish up before I make some of y'all mad. <clears throat> Baptism into the body by Christ. Christ baptizes you into the body. The pastor or somebody baptizes you in water. I mean, the Holy Spirit baptizes you into Christ. I got that back in the screen. The Holy Spirit baptizes you into the body. The pastor baptizes you into water. Jesus baptizes you into the Spirit. Do y'all see that? <clears throat> Jesus baptizes you into the Spirit. Now watch this. In Acts 1 and 5, he, Jesus said, said, Not many days since you will be baptized in the Holy Ghost. Then in Acts 2 and 33, Peter said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, you will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, for it's unto you and your children, as many as the Lord thy God shall call. It's, listen, it's in Acts 2 and 33, it's unto you and your children, many that are afar off, he says, even as many as the Lord thy God shall call. <clears throat> There's your verse that says God wants everybody to be a tongue-talking Pentecostal. You're making me mad, Steve. No, I'm not making you mad. The Scripture's making you mad. <clears throat> because it's to you and your children, and as many that are far off, even as many as the Lord thy God shall call. Well, why do I need that? Why do I need that to, to be saved? You don't. You can be saved and go straight on to heaven and never be baptized in the Holy Ghost. Never speak a word in a tongue. You, you, can, you can do it. But the Bible says you shall receive power. You'll receive authority after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Why would you want to live in less than the authority of God that he'd let you live in? He that, listen, 
He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifieth himself. Not, not, not brags on himself. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue builds himself up, edifies. In the Greek, it means it's like recharging a battery. You build yourself up. When, you, when out of your spirit you pray instead of out of your mind, because sometimes I don't know how to pray, but the spirit maketh intercessions for me. I don't have to know how to pray. I just listen to him. Everybody okay? Now, now watch this. I want to show you. You say, just in case there's somebody in here, this is, this is the last little thing I'm going to show you. But just in case there's somebody in here and you just, you just can't get it, you don't believe it, you, you just do not believe that there's two separate baptisms like that, uh, that there's only one in your mind, there's only one, and, and you, you can't believe that there's a, a baptism that's subsequent to salvation because the baptism in the Holy Ghost is subsequent to salvation. Go me over to Acts chapter 8. I got this scripture, and then I'm going to close with one, and then you're going to be happy. Acts chapter 8, watch. Look at verse 12. Are we okay? I told my wife last night, we were sitting on the couch. She was, and I'm sitting in the chair beside her, and I'm studying this, and I'm talking to her a little bit about what I'm going to teach today. And she said, Steve, she paid me a great compliment. She said, please be careful and don't go too deep because you go right over everybody's heads and they will just be looking at you and will not get it. So I hope that I haven't shot past you. I hope you understand. And, and if you do, then we'll go deeper next time. <laughs> but watch this right here. Watch. Watch, watch now. In Acts chapter 8, Philip's been down to Samaria preaching, right? Now, I want you to watch this with me. Uh, there's this thing of Philip, uh, the, there's a thing of the sorcerer here, too, but we're going to leave him out of the story for the time being because we, we don't want to deal with no sorcerer. We'll just cast the devil out of them. But in Acts chapter 8, verse 12, it says, When they believed Philip, preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God, the name of Jesus, they were baptized, both men and women. Now, watch this. Jesus said, Go and preach the kingdom of God. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Were these people saved? No, 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 think about it. Were they saved? Because it says uh, they believed the things concerning the kingdom of God. They believed on the name of Jesus, and they were baptized. In Listen, if you believe on Jesus, and you believe on the kingdom of God, and you're baptized in water, I don't know what else you can do to be saved. That's about as saved as you can be, isn't it? Uh, then you go on down to verse, uh, go on down to verse 14. Now, when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John. Now, 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 now. They, they had received the word of God. You're born again, not by a corruptible seed, but an incorruptible seed, the word of God. Let me say it to you. You're born again by the Word of God. They received the Word of God. They were saved. You could, not, you could not get any more saved than these people were. They'd received the Word of God. They'd believed on the name of Jesus. They'd been water baptized. They'd done everything that, you, that the Bible tells you to do to be saved. But look what happens. Look in verse 14 again. Now, when the apostles 
which were at Jerusalem, heard they had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John, who when they were come down, watch now, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. Well, now, they received the earnest of the Spirit when they were saved. You can't be saved and not have the Holy Ghost. But now they're coming down to pray that they would receive the Holy Ghost. They're praying that they will get baptized in the Holy Ghost. For as yet he was fallen upon none of them. They were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then, watch now, then laid they their hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. Now, there's a naysayer in here somewhere that says, that does not say they spoke with tongues. Well, let me, let me answer that for you. Go on down to verse 18. When Simon saw that through the laying on of hands that, that the Holy Ghost was given, he offered money saying, give me this power that whoever I lay my hands on receive the Holy Ghost. But Peter said unto him, your money's going to perish with you because you have thought the gift of God could be purchased for money. Now look carefully. Thou hast neither part nor lot in this matter. Do you know what that word matter is? That word matter is the same Greek word in Acts chapter 2 where he says, and they spoke with tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. Peter said, you don't have anything to do with this divine, in the Greek, divine utterance. Something said of the Spirit. They spoke with tongues. They were saved. They believed the Word of God. And still the apostles came down and said, we're going to pray for y'all to get the Holy Ghost. Amen. I think we just need to, I think somebody today could get the Holy Ghost. I, I said, I think somebody today can get the Holy Ghost. I'm ending with this scripture, Isaiah chapter 44. Isaiah chapter 44. Watch this wonderful scripture. Chapter 44 and verse 3. 44 and verse 3. For I will pour water upon him that is thirsty and floods upon the dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon your seed and my blessing upon your offspring. How many of you believe that God can make sure that your children are full of the Holy Ghost and that your grandchildren walk in blessings?